beautiful people welcome back to another episode of dating decoded um if you are tuning in for the first time thank you so much for your support um those of you who are joining for the first time dating dakota is a platform mainly for entertainment but more or less we break bread and make sense of the various aspects of dating as a millennial with the goal of attracting developing and thriving in purposeful relationships so if you find yourself anywhere between the ages of 22 and 37 you are a millennial and we need you to join in this conversation because, true enough, we are all on our different paths, but I'm sure that we're all going through similar things. So the more relatable this is, the better it is that we can actually relate. Y'all already know, I've been saying it time and time again, I am not a relationship expert or matchmaker. This is a platform for entertainment, um, but at the same time, it is a safe space where we can share the lessons we've learned and the wisdom that we've gained in our past and current relationships. So um, I would like to introduce my guest for tonight. I have here um, some really dope people that also live here in the Dallas area. Um, I have Will, Stephanie, and Tony. Say what's up to the people, y'all. What's going on, y'all? Hey, what's hey. Going on in the building? How y'all doing? I'm super chill. Thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, For dinner, we are having pizza from Rocco's as well as some lemon pepper wings. I feel like I had to throw that in there because I don't know. Like, no matter how rich I get, I feel like I will always eat lemon pepper wings. It's so black and I love it. It's so black. Big facts. So black. (laughs) So black and so awesome. I love it. So, uh, tonight's episode, we are talking about sex and dating. Wow. Um, I think that's... Yo, I honestly think it's a lot yeah, to unpack know. with this topic. I mean, Listen, I'm, we might have a couple it's of a parts deep, to this. Like, yeah, I'm excited. I feel is, like we got a part one and part two, maybe an hour and a half. But I'm just saying. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it so is. put your seatbelts on and buckle up because it's about to get popping. So, for those of you who have um, been following along with the podcast, you already know that we start with some song inspiration to kick off the conversation. So, I'm playing a snippet of, uh, you know, this little song or whatever. Nobody in the room knows what this is, but we're going to go over the ages. I'm 28. Will, you are? I'll be 32 on November 12th. Hey, hey birthday coming up this weekend. And, uh, gang, gang. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, Steph? I'm 28 yes. as well. we same age, okay. And Tony? 31, summer baby. All right, perfect, perfect. Awesome. So, um, I feel like this song, before I play it, is, uh, if I'm 28, 31, 32, that means that we were roughly, what, like two, three years nope, apart? Nope. Mm-hmm. We were around the same we, age we listening to stuff. Yeah, we were around the same age. <laughs> 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 I'm not trying to figure out where y'all were when this song came out. Oh, I'm not old. Probably some ladies. <laughs> probably, you know. At some ladies? Some ladies. <laughs> Listen, and Some this young lady. Watch how old it is. We was Listen, at our babysitter's house. Where you actually did play while you were at her house. So I'm I just probably did. I, I had an ultimate playlist. R. Kelly. We can't do him. Nah, we had Twister back in the day. We had, you said we had Twister. Ooh, Twister and then and you had a young lady that was really you know, sure. culturally inspired. You had some Silk. A little bit of that Drew Hill. It's not that far back. It's definitely in the 2000s. I love Drew Hill. So okay. Any B2K. guess, Tony? B2K, pretty. Not B2K. I'm going. I'm going with Lloyd. 
I'm not Lloyd, not Lloyd. Um, okay. What's his name? Trey Songz. I'm going with Trey Songz. Pretty Ricky or B2K? Um, I'm going with Trey Songz. Ooh, um, Boy no, to Men. Boy to Men. Oh, it was a group? Is it Love Like Honey? And they were in the 2000s. They were heavy in the 2000s or they were still like on a comeback in the 2000s? In the 2000s. They had their moment in the 2000s and it was a group. That's a tough one. You and I are the same age, so I'm like, I'm just going to get to it. You already? I'll get to it. It was Ricky. <laughs> she said they had their moment. That's how I knew. Yes. <laughs> I didn't guess the song. Like right, but I knew it was pretty so when she played the song, did that take you guys back to a specific memory? Because I have a very specific memory. It's not fast or anything, but like when that that song reminds me of. Yeah, definitely. Two thousand six, Midwestern State University, Wichita Falls, mm. on the patio at Pierce. Um, you know, dorms for the guys. We was out there doing all type of ratchet ish. Blase blah, you know what I'm saying? Blase blah would be. No, then that love <laughs> yeah. like honey, then that love like honey came idea. out. You know what love like honey was? Love like honey was a good song. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, like, all I'll, their songs were pretty like yes. spot on. Yeah, for sure. I'm not gonna lie to yeah, you. I'm, I'm gonna take it out a little scope, but I definitely tried to get my ex girlfriend pregnant. Love <laughs> oh like honey. I'm sorry, if, yeah, I definitely tried, so but was it an accident? sorry, sis. Wherever no, you no, are. no. Like she, you know, conversations happen in the midst of all of that, you know. But it didn't happen, but. My mom said it was like, you know, that song really took you to the zone. Like, yeah, for sure. Your mom said that to you? No, my ex. My oh, ex. Yeah, I, I thought you said your mom. No, my mother, my like, mother wow. didn't know that song exists. But your memory is Say that no you more. tried to get your ex pregnant. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was I was a little fashion. I, I wasn't fast, but, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, William H. Hopper, you know, <laughs> you know ready to hop on anything so, that's moving. Oh, my gosh. That's you know what? On that note, we're going to segue. This song obviously brings back a whole bunch of memories. We can all imagine where we were. Right. So, you know, I feel like we were exposed as children to different things. So, why <laughs> 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 Um, I kind of want to get into the f- the first uh, uh, hmm, memory of exposure because I feel like as children it is natural to explore your bodies and sensations of what feels good mm-hmm. and I think that's naturally where masturbation may come in because you're exploring your body, right? Yeah, facts. Um, facts. However, I do think that there are things that we've seen from older siblings, um, family members, perhaps when cousins or family friends come over, y'all in the basement. And <laughs> not the basement. <laughs> Listen. Oh, um, stop, stop. Get out of my head, bro. Get out of my head. Hey. <laughs> The simple fact that she said basement is the, the basement is a trigger question <laughs> from the DMV. That alone, right? Listen, because we don't have the basement, basement here in is the trigger. Basement is here in Texas, but you know, nah, you don't. Every house <laughs> in the DMV has a basement. If you lived in the mid, if you lived, it has a. Basement. If you lived in the, if you grew up in the Midwest, you had a basement. Yeah, yeah. Everyone sh- went down yeah. in the basement. I had a basement. Oh. <laughs> I lived in St. Louis. Or, like, mm-hmm. right outside of St. Louis for a little bit, and we had a basement. Wow. Uh, I kind of want everybody to talk about, like, that the first, your first memory of sex. Not that you might have been shamed for it, but whatever it was. Be it you got your ass whooped because you was looking at something you weren't supposed to be looking at, mm-hmm. or you happened to see something and it just kind of stuck into your brain. And this will definitely fuel the conversation and the questions to come. So you whoever like wants you, to go first. You look like you no, had one. Ladies first? I, I want to let the ladies go first. Okay. Yeah. So um, mine is actually 
I'm going to say two. So one of them was pretty embarrassing. So <laughs> I was in daycare. Okay. And um, you were how old you were? I was, so it had to be before elementary, before I went to kindergarten. So it had to be like four mm. or five, six, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, and we had like this little bathroom area, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. course, where the kids go to the bathroom. It was kind of like two toilets in the same bathroom. And me and this little boy were in the bathroom together. I don't know how it happened mm-hmm. because oh. apparently, you know, they weren't watching us because... I mean, that shouldn't happen. Mm. We were in there at the same time, and we were, like, playing sex. We had our clothes on and everything, and I don't know what we thought we were doing, but we were playing sex. And I honestly, I don't know, like, at what point I knew what sex was. I can't remember. And, like, why I had the idea to play sex with some little boy. Maybe he was co- coercing me. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm going to claim that just because oh, we're on the podcast right now. It's the little right boy's now. fault. <laughs> it's his fault all the way. She could have been a nympho let's, from let's, day one. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me get, no. let me get on my Jamie Foxx. So, so, so what do you mean by playing? So we weren't even touching each other. I honestly don't know what we were doing. They I think just making noises. I think we were oh, just oh, making noises and he was do. like, a, <laughs> yeah, he might have been like, you know, doing some little wiggle move. I don't remember. We were so young. You with the wiggle. But it was a gyration. It, it was a gyration <laughs> but the lady that was over the daycare walked in and like basically was like, what the heck are you guys doing? And this lady went to church with mm. us. Like my mom, I grew up really religious. We went to church every single Sunday, Ooh. very close to the people. Ooh. And so it was this lady. I remember this vividly. She was a lady over the daycare and she saw me playing sex in the bathroom with some random little white boy so that was my first you failed to mention that part so (laughs) what the white part (laughs) now she was he coerced her yeah so that was my first like i think time when i was exposed to it to your point but then um or that i was like embarrassed quote unquote about it uh the first time i feel like i was exposed was like, and I don't know if this was before or after. It had to have been after. Mm-hmm. But like the tip drill and the Listen, BET late after, night, uh, after okay. hours, BET uncut. uncut. Yes. That's what it was what? called. Yeah, so. After puberty began if for you, most if, young men. <laughs> you don't want to know what we're talking about? YouTube Black Jesus. Black Jesus? Are you serious? Right what now? that thing smelled like. Because that what? was one Wait, of the most is that popular. all one word? What are you saying? It's one? a video. Like the <laughs> what black things smell like? Gosh, so I don't videos, remember that. There were videos that played every week, no matter what. Black Jesus had like two or three videos, and Mighty Casey mm-hmm. was also somebody else who had videos. I'm showing my age. But Black Jesus, he had a song called What That Thing Smelled Like. That's oh, disgusting. my goodness. Mighty Casey had a song called White Girls, and they were like, Mm. Two most popular songs mm-hmm. on BET Uncut. This is mm-hmm. not for me. This is real talk. I honestly mm-hmm. don't remember those ones, but I remember mm-hmm. Tip Drill. Like I, I just fans. remember being like, "Wow!" Like I have never seen anything like this before. Mm. Like it was just very sexual. It's almost yeah. like a just a large orgy. I guess. Yeah. I feel like girls' exposure is always different from guys, though. You know you what? So? Because most things that were in the media were pampered for men. It wasn't. Well, really it, it's the same reason why, women. like, men in the media, they'll cut out, like, penises. Can I say that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, and that was that was standard. Yeah. But you can still see like the shape of a woman like they wouldn't cut that out. Like the, yeah. all it's of that or the boobs. Sino segue rabbit trail, however you want to say it. <laughs> I feel it's just so crazy now. Like when you watch some shows on TV, it's like full blown penises. I, what? Yeah. What show have you been watching? You talking about, you talking about power on only. cable TV? <laughs> you know what? Well, yeah. Only time I've really seen like an exposed penis, both instances, was, 50 cent. was that <laughs> and power. Yes. Because <laughs> 50 wants everybody to see. That's hilarious. Okay, so my exposure story, Um, I remember probably being like, I had to be, I remember, so maybe I was either tail end of three or four. Um, it was a family friend who, more or less, I probably referred to as my cousin, but wasn't related by blood. And I just remember being um, under the covers. <laughs> you know that's You know when you're under the covers. <laughs> Ain't nothing good happening under the covers. We were under the covers. I don't even know if it was nighttime or anything. I just know that who, the person that I was messing around with or perhaps messing with me. I wasn't molested, thank God, but, you know, it was a mutual consensual thing at a young age. But um, he had older siblings, mm. so I can only imagine what he has seen. Mm -hmm. And he was older than me as well. So, I mean, we're talking about two kids here. I think I was more or less four, but just a little bit of touchy-feely here and there. Obviously, it was not developed in any kind of way, right. but you have sensations, so um, it felt some kind of good. And I don't think he was old enough to get erect either but it was just a an attraction there even at a young age and that's crazy it was just that so i wasn't it wasn't a matter of getting caught yeah. which it was it's so weird at four i'm like you I have, have no kids, clue like, what okay so happening. how much does compatibility fall into that when mm -hmm. you're that Honestly, when you're attracted because look you didn't have that experience with everybody it was always some select but I, I think that she's way person well i feel I like it's it's no also no i'm not saying that you understand what compatibility is at that though. little at, at that age but i'm saying like when it comes to like you like you said y'all didn't know what y'all was doing but for some reason y'all were comfortable with i doing think that because they other. found themselves in that position else. right you found yourself in that position with that guy mm -hmm. under the covers, mm -hmm. you weren't always under the covers with some random boy, right? Right, and like so. That was the only was time that ever that ever occurred. No, um, even okay. into our mm -hmm. adulthood, there was a bit of reconnection because we both remembered what all happened back then. Okay, but so that's going back to that. I would say that I wasn't around people in that manner. So I think like my brother and I slept over their house. A lot of so curiosity there, was a, there was a matter of relation there in terms of frequent visits like again i more or less consider this person like my cousin even though we weren't blood related mm -hmm. but we knew that we weren't related it was just that familiarity so it wasn't like oh i just got dropped off and we under the covers it was mm -hmm. like we've been here hanging out playing so that was a games. reoccurring thing that happened when you guys saw I each say other. How many times? I just remember one time in particular, mm -hmm. but I can only imagine that wasn't the only time. Right. But I just know one time in particular. Right. But so to your point, it might be like a compat compatible. The only reason why I brought up the compatibility thing is because I feel like even us up into adulthood, mm -hmm. we have that vibe with certain people. Mm -hmm. You may be, you may be able to, you know be attracted not even just be attracted but you recognize good looking people mm -hmm. right but 
every now and then you really only have like that connection with certain people where y'all just both completely comfortable with just going to that next level right. yeah and exploring each other's bodies i get that no at first, you don't have I that connection that with compatibility, I would agree. but i would definitely say it was connection but i mean what do i know it for right i just think that it's a science. It's natural. It's something that, that the fact that you're doing it at four, and the fact that adults, like you said, celibate or not, the fact that adults act like it is something that is so taboo. Right. But you were doing it as a child. It's right. natural. So it's got to be some kind of natural. Well, yeah. Something. Sex is natural. I mean. I mean, animals you know I mean? have sex. I think but it's not with everyone. It's natural. Like. Yeah. To experience some sort of sensation within your body especially yeah. being that we engage through our senses i think, I think it's a part of science totally agree with yeah you. yeah so will hi i'm tearing up this chicken bone. girl you are but <laughs> go ahead get it that lemon pepper chicken wing <laughs> eat that chicken baby <laughs> um, i mean for me my first um so when i left dc uh I moved to florida mm-hmm out of a short stand in Florida. And I kind of feel like that was a big part of my makeup now. Mm. So if you ever live in Florida, <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of Charlemagne say, like, the most craziest people come from Florida. That's true. Mm. Yeah. The most mm. craziest people, the most sexualized people come from Florida. <laughs> when did you move down there? Um, How old were you? 2001. So you were into your uh, adolescent years? Early, yeah. Early okay. adolescence, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was like, you know, skipping school, going to the beach, going to... Like, our, our, our house parties were, like, on the beach. Gotcha. You know? So, obviously, you know what the beach kind of leads to. You know, <laughs> I, no, beach. I don't. Can By you default, expand? they are in their underwear? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Bikinis are Yeah, you mm. know, like, it, it's more of a uh, an experimental type of place. So, you get involved with things kind of early. Mm. Um, for me, you know, I think I got out the gate. I was about 13 when I got out the gate. Okay. Meaning. Twelve thirteen. Got out the gate. Meaning. Meaning. You lost your virginity at twelve thirteen. Thanks, Steph. Let me. Let, <laughs> I just, me, I just wanted to get warm, down to let it. Let me warm everybody up. Okay. They don't like to be like built up to into it. They want the spoiler alert. Like. No. Nah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I definitely was. I definitely was out the gate early. Um. You know, like what well, my first sexual experience. It definitely wasn't one. Um. That I would love to. You know, go back to, but. I don't know. It just was different for me. Like, I mean, I look. I think I looked at my first, like, first, like, nudie, nudie magazine when I was in, like, the third grade. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I remember, like, we used to fold the pictures up and, like, hide them mm. in our, like, pants or our socks. And then you guys would look at them together? or Yeah, I so, so I used to live in Cali. It's a whole backstory to the movement situation, but I'll get into that another time. But I was in Cali for a minute. Um, you know, like, all my... My little Hispanic homeboys, it's like that's the vibe they was on. Like, we want to see the chicas, you know. What chicas, I'm the, cheeks the, chica. the cheeks and the chicas, the cheeks and the chicas. Well, at that time, the term <laughs> cheeks funny. wasn't a real thing. Like, it was just who coined cheeks? I'm trying to I remember. Know. You know, I don't know. It had to have been in a song at some point. Somehow, a lot of music is being referenced as we talk about sex because I feel yeah, like yeah. it's like a part of our memories. Oh. Well, like, not even that, but you really want that. But music has literally shaped our cultures. I mean, if you look at the if if you look at the progress of music or the succession of music, the younger or the the older generation, our parents or our, some some people grandparents. Mm-hmm. 
it was puppy love like literally mm-hmm. like we had songs called puppy love mm. you know and then that eventually graduated to you know a little bit past puppy love <laughs> then our generations in the early 90s we got I only think about freaking. Now, now they talk about it's it explicitly. Blown. Now we it's like, like a porno, now we like, an audio all right, porno. All right, ma. Shit, pull up to the crib. <laughs> I'm about hit to my listen. homeboy. Hit me and my homeboy. Like oh it's a gosh. different. I mean, they say it all. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's different. I think it is definitely curbed. Mm. Yeah. Not to be too explicit. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. No, you good. But 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 not to be too explicit. I mean, I, I honestly, I think it has a really really big influence. Yeah, yeah sure. I would agree. I mean, mm. not even on yoga culture, even our culture, because it's what we ingest. Absolutely. So to take a side, to take a side rail, it's like spiritually. Whatever you ingest is, is is what you put out. I agree, Facts, thousand right? percent. Yeah, you can't withdraw whatever. what you don't. Deposit. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of attraction. Yeah, which I, I mean, which I you, you start the input. And I think that that's faith based. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, not to get too deep into it, but I mean, it's it's a fact. Like yeah. a lot of people slice it. A lot of people fall prey to what their peers are doing too. Mm-hmm. Though. Yeah, you know, what, whatever the trend is and whatever is popular to be, whatever type of lifestyle to live, a lot mm-hmm. of people tend to just fall into that same category just because they don't want to feel like they alienated themselves mm-hmm. from what's what? trendy at the time what like and just how to be how to act yeah. or anything like that like because nobody's talked to you about it either like if True. you're not having conversations with your family like about sex or your parents don't talk to you about it i know growing up my mom was super religious it was the don't sex have is sex. off. Sex is the devil. Exactly. But you know what? That breeds a different kind of animal yeah. too, though. Yeah. Like, and this is a part of the conversation. So before we get into that point, mm-hmm. I want you to talk about your exposure, Tony. Because- well, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I've had two. My when we're talking about exposure, I've had two incidents where I was really young. Um, first exposure was I was still in Missouri mm-hmm. around family. There was a little girl in the neighborhood who used to come over. My grandma would watch me and that little girl. And we sitting watching um, Bernstein Bears. I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers the Bernstein Bears. So but we sitting there watching that on the couch. And we both have our hands down each other's pants just playing with each other's situations. 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 I like the word. PC. And... Um, I don't know. We were just, it was like we were playing a game. But my auntie walks in and she catches us. And that was when I first got described to me what is appropriate and not, and you know, and inappropriate. But again, like your age, you said like four or so. I I don't even, like, we had to be that young. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like what really brought that upon? Like what to do or how to do it or like what made you? I had no idea. It had it was pure curiosity, hmm. pure curiosity. It had to be. But I think it can truly be just that, natural, especially at a young age. And it's yeah. also like, look, she has something I don't. What's mm, that yeah, and right? why? Yeah, you're just curious. Why are you so different from me? Hey, what is that? that button do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Button>. But. <laughs> And then to get to my second exposure, we going back to the Midwest basements. <laughs> I had a homeboy who was like, you know, he was not my blood cousin, but because we were so close, you know, he was like my wheel of back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he was always the one to get me into shit. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> and he had, you know, a homegirl. He had oh, come yeah, over. Shit. 
and he he took some stuff from his parents house Mm -hmm. that was my first exposure to porn and a naked girl Mm. so he's got the porn on he had no control of himself so i had to be this is middle school so it had to be sixth seventh grade Mm. He he was over. I still look. I wasn't even into the dragon beating yet, but he was. He was over on the other side of the couch. He's over on the other side of the couch. I feel like y'all have so many different like little. I've never heard that. Man, I've heard beat the insert word, but not dragon. Look, we keep it at PC. Sometimes you have to get your Game of Thrones on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even get that started. But, yeah, but he's on the other side of the couch. He's got a pillow up between oh, him no. and me and the oh, girl. He's like, Tonyo, go get me some lotion or something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's over there, Bruce oh. Lee his dragon. The girl was sitting there, and she's like, I can't believe he's doing that. And he was just like, well, won't you... Antonio, why don't you get her to take her shirt off and stuff? And so I'm just like, if you want to. And then she's taking her shirt off, and How I'm old literally. Were they? were they older? He than was you? a couple years older than me. Okay. I so, was always, I'm always, always the baby in whatever group yeah. I was in. So I always wonder what it is about men that makes them want to expose younger men. Like, oh, I'm going to teach you the way. And you're no, exposing for, them real. to sexuality that's and like real. things that are like what you is little it brother. though? You little brother. But, like, what is it that, like, makes you as a man want to teach this younger man? Well, first of all, he's not a man. He was, like, what? Well. Ten? And I'm eight? You, okay. But can, <laughs> well, this say, situation. but can you say But I see what you're saying. But as a woman, I'm not going to be, like, oh, this is my little sister. I'm about to expose you to, like, doing whatever, you know, sexually. Like, I'm going to expose you to different hey, types of different, things as a woman. Hey, there's different like, strokes for different folks around the world. This is how you, put on, this is how you put on makeup. This yeah. is how you do your hair. But, People, I mean, but you have to understand a lot of things that people do nowadays ain't nothing but learned behaviors. So they had to learn it from somewhere. And as we segue from learned behaviors, I do feel like what we do see as children, we take into adolescence um, and we take into adulthood. And some of those things are extremely ingrained in our minds. So the way in which we interact with the opposite sex, the same sex, the way we in which we view sexuality, I think a lot of that has to do with the experiences that we had as children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree or not. But, no, I agree. Um, as we, especially the millennial age, right? I feel like if the oldest person what is 37, 38, depending on when their birthday is, they didn't grow up with social media. Right. right. You know what I mean? So there were basement hangouts there were watching the Bernstein Bears you know yeah. what I'm saying and you experienced what you did in person not by viewing stuff on the internet and then if it was on the internet more than likely it wasn't high grade images oh yeah it was dial up right it or was magazine logging into that AOL and you hear the little right. like noise yeah. right. and stuff going to Perhaps the library where you had a library card right. and you rent out certain books. Imagine or that going to the library to watch. But you were after a while, you couldn't go to the library because they tracked everything you did. Yeah, listen. But at first, remember when you had to even at school where you had to write down the date, the book that you were taking yeah. out, and it yeah. was a little slip in the back yeah. of the book. <laughs> and God forbid that gets lost, and you don't know where the book at. But <laughs> I mean, everything was. Uh, what is it? Um, 
bureaucratic. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, everything's on the phone. Like, I mean, I remember working at Victoria's Secret and one of my coworkers watching porn on his break. I'm like, wow. we're going to get 25 minutes. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. You already worked in a lingerie store. Like, it's interesting how that, in, in a sense, wasn't enough. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I bring that up to say... Um, being as though as children we were the generation that started playing outside girls play with baby dolls dudes you play sega genesis nintendo mm-hmm. to getting into adolescence where things like myspace and mm-hmm. facebook started to come into play was your adolescent sexual experience influenced from what you experienced as a child or and or did social media being as though it was now coming into our everyday lives play a role in how you perceive the opposite sex mm-hmm. and how you went about engaging that's a good sex. question I, I think sorry go ahead oh, no, go no ahead. I'm gonna let you go first no go ahead okay yeah um I so I don't remember social media until I had like a myspace and I feel like that was when we were in high school okay um and but my I feel like my sexual perception, I guess is what I'll call it, Mm -hmm. changed prior to that from um, just being influenced by the people around me. So I went to a middle school. I was a nerd, like pretty much middle school, high school. I was always in like the advanced classes and all of that. So Mm -hmm. we had um, this thing called Leadership Academy at Right or Law in middle school. You, do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was in, I was in Leadership Academy. Okay. So ours was called Leadership Academy at Right. It was middle school. And so um, there were a select group of black people. Naturally, black people just gravitate towards each other. So okay. there were maybe like, you know, 10 or so black people within law at my middle school. And so I just remember um, one of the girls, like, everybody kind of knew she had had sex before gotcha. you know and it was just kind of like a mystery at that point mm-hmm. like and so I think I started to kind of be curious around that point like okay the actual act of having sex like once you know what it is that's when you start to kind of be curious about right. it um and then the boys at that point too were getting a little bit more like fresh a little bit more right. you know so I still didn't know like anything that was going on or like what sex was or like any of the meaning behind it but i i think that's when i started to become a little bit more curious about it yeah um i don't really know like i can, i guess i can't say what i felt though like i think it was just a thing that was like my hormones were raging at that point right um but you're attracted to who you're attracted to i was just kind of attracted but like it was never really like you know acted upon it was never acted upon, no, not at that point. Um, but I just, I also didn't like put it in the sense of, oh, I want to be in a relationship with somebody and have mm, sex with them. Gotcha. Like I didn't like put two and two together. Like it was more so like sex was this thing, mm-hmm. um, and my relationships were this other thing, and I didn't really like know how to integrate the two. That's interesting you say that because what uh, two of y'all touched on earlier is. The conversations with family like mm-hmm. your guardian be it your mom your dad or whoever you were raised by i know for me i was not given the birds and the bees talk yeah it was insinuated based on exposure from like television to not do this thing because of the reaction that i got from older people or if i were in any type of situation where sex was talked about 
it was never this thing that was either celebrated or revered as like great. Right. It was always like keep it on the hush hush. Yep. Don't tell nobody. Don't be seen. Right. Don't do it. <laughs> you know. So it's interesting that you say that because. If a conversation was to be had, I can only imagine that you would have seen that these two things are intertwined. Right, together. right. Not just to be having sex with whoever might show you attention. Right. But to reserve it for being in this space with someone. Exactly. Or save it for marriage or whatever. Whatever the message out. was. Like I and to your point, yes, no, I didn't have any anything outside of don't have sex. Right. <laughs> so and I honestly that followed me. For a very long time. Mm. But see, that's different when it comes to the sexes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have seen that too. When you have a little girl or you have versus having a little boy, I don't care what you say. If I have most most parents, especially if it's a, the man is involved, or if it's just like a single parent or if it's two parents, that talk with the little girl is going to be different than the talk with the little boy. Right. Because the little girl can get pregnant. The little boy can't. <laughs> but the boy can. So the talk is different. Yeah. And sometimes the talk, even with, sometimes even with the little boy, I have to say for me, it didn't even really happen. It, it happened, but it was by my mom. So she still wasn't comfortable saying certain things. You know what I'm saying? So you actually did have a talk, though. So a lot of the stuff that, well, we, I did, but she really just explained how girls got pregnant. But I, at the time when she did it, it was probably too soon for me i still didn't understand Mm -hmm. a lot of when it comes to guys they tend to learn about sex from like kind of how i did by their homeboys or Mm. by you know and they're pressured more into it because again like you say your hormones are raging but most girls growing up they have this voice in the back of their head saying it's forbidden. Oh, Taboo. Yeah. It's Absolutely. forbidden. Oh, yeah. Hey, Most exactly. guys have this voice in the back of the head. Like, like how many? Do it. Yeah. She yeah, exactly. How many? Can you, it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's a competition. It's a trophy thing, you know? Right. So it's different. And I think that's where when you, you segue in with it as in social media and whatnot, I think that's where social media actually brought a lot of awareness and exposure to people's sexuality because a lot of people chose their social media to be their outlet for things that they just wouldn't just share on the regular right, right. and i also think that there is an air of propriety that needs to be reinstated in this generation i would agree and it's i think like, that like i think that sometimes when you say it's freedom it's liberating like i agree with some people i do think that there are a percentage of people out there who feel that way but i also feel like there's a percentage of people who say that who Really are just trying to like keep up with the times and are just trying to get or like, trying to attention. make an excuse for their own, yeah, right. justify their exactly. own, exactly. Right, right. So, I don't I know, totally get that. When it's actually <laughs> um, like was your experience in adolescence impacted by what you exposed as a child or what you were exposed to as a child? I can honestly say, I don't think it was for me, okay, when I was out the game, when I got out the game. Out the game. Yes, out the game. You're not very It's just my terminology for a being fuck. a, a fuckboy. What you <laughs> no. No. No, no. Like you know, I, I, it's just the easy way of saying. In the game. Lose, as a as a man, when you say when I lose my virginity, <laughs> instead of saying 
So I lost my virginity. Okay, so when you got out the game, it means you lost your virginity. Yeah, like okay, just for the know, people. It's just a, it's just a fun way. Of you got out the innocence game. Yeah, innocence. Oh, yeah. but nevertheless, you know, it's just for me. It's just I was more so influenced by by my friends and the people that were around me. And I remember my like my first experience. It was more so. Like, you know, your hormones are changing, you're really hyped, and you're like, this is what it's supposed to look like. How do I get there? And, like, mm-hmm. what does that feel like? What, so what were you Did comparing you it to? That? Like, when you say this is what it's supposed to look like. So it's like, you know, when you catch a glimpse of, like, whatever, whether it be, like, porn or, like, a magazine. So it's like, even at a younger age, you remember those experiences. And that's how you begin, how you begin to build your sexual prowess, more or less, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's how it is. It's just like, you know, you hear about this and it's like, all right, I want to do it. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. if it's like receiving whatever, you know, or getting whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, then you kind of move on from that. And then it's like, let me see what this is like. Mm. Yeah. Let me see what this is like. Yeah. Let so every lesson like. you're learning, you're taking yeah. it to the new experience. Yeah. So like, say for instance, we have a room full of people right now. Let's say we're all 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one person says, yeah, I got this last weekend. Mm. And then you've never experienced that. And she's, let's just say she's talking it up. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, it was so great. And your mind is like, okay, try that. Might yeah. I say it out loud. Well, to your point, I think it still happens to us as adults. Like, you, that's how you kind of, like, you explore, like, and you yeah. learn. And then it's just like, yeah. kind of like the people that you surround yourself with, whatever they're experiencing you know, that becomes things that you're curious about. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's like, it's a sexual maturation, if that makes sure. sense to anybody. I mean, it's kind of a very <laughs> formal word of saying it, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. I just think it is. It's just, I think people in our culture, like, we're obviously, we're like, so sex driven, like right. everything that we do. Yeah. But even like I being in a corporate be a environment, like <laughs> the term sexy is prevalent. Mm-hmm. Like, versus where it used to be, we want to keep things, you know. Wait, so they won't take you to HR for that? No. Mm-mm. Really? No. Mm-mm. You can actually call your coworker sexy? No, no I no, mean, no. There's, there's... If you're describing work-related things, the It's term, like, that's a sexy job. Yeah, like, hey, huh. this this looks sexy. Yeah. Like, it has a sexy feel. Sexy presentation. People say that really all the time. corporate, so that's... What is, so what do you do? Too. So, like, I work in dot-com space, like, technology space. Okay, same. What you got to look at it from is, like... From like visual, yeah, things of like oh that 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 looks sexy. It has yeah. this appeal because again, when you're when you're when you're in like dot com space, right? No matter what you do, it's it's really marketing, right? It's SMO, SEO, or whatever you want, search engine marketing, whatever. But all those things have to appeal, yeah. And a lot of what you do is how are we appealing to people, right? Like to their senses, correct? Yeah, I mean the industry that I work in. Yeah. So I work more so like even though I work dot com, I work more on like uh like uh automotive and things of that sort. So you hear like a lot about women being successful because women have like forgive me if I'm wrong, but they have like a sexual prowess to them. So like they can walk into a dealership or business meeting and men, which is a male dominated environment or male dominated industry. They're more likely to look at a woman and be like, yeah, I, I want to do whatever you say. <laughs> mm. 
So you you kind of get what I'm going with that. It's like yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's just like we're taught to be a certain way. We're taught to accept certain things. We're taught that certain things are acceptable, and that's what we go with. And then we create that future with our children or nephews or nieces or whatever. We keep going with that and. We continue to breathe that same thing going forward. And I mean, who are we kidding? Like, in this day and age, sex sells. Yeah. Like, you don't actually have to have it at this point. You just have to appeal to it or to the senses. Right. I mean, cash money, people dropping stacks. Oh, yeah. Did y'all see the movie Hustlers? I did. I thought it was so good. I I thought it was really good. I actually really like it. But actually, I didn't. Why? So, I think the plot could have been a little bit different, but it was a true story. So, like, they had to kind of, yeah, they had to stick to the script somewhat. But I definitely thought it was a Netflix movie. It could have been a Netflix movie. You know, I, I would agree that. with that. I could have said it. But the I movement think. is going on now. So <laughs> anything like that is Cardi gonna... B. No, yeah. I paid like eight or nine, but I could have uh, saved another four fifty. Yeah. But Cardi B, like they hyped it up to be like this great movie, and Cardi B was literally in five point seven seconds. She was in five point seven seconds, and she was Cardi B. Well, I, I brought like up I brought up Hustlers because I feel like that was really like a true depiction or a manifestation yeah, of what you were talking about. It facts. was like women literally getting like literal money, you yeah. know, from men, facts. from just kind of displaying sexuality. And they right. didn't ha- actually have to have sex with these right. men. Jesus, that's a whole other topic. Can we not even start that? Because I have a really <laughs> big opinion on that too. Okay. Because I, I really feel like I really, and I'm going to say this and I'm gonna, we're going to digress. Okay. But like I just recently had this conversation and I was like, I feel... The state of our culture now is what more so can men do for women as far as a tangible side. But look, but it's like that, that is a good segue because now you have to pay just for the attention. You have to pay just so for the time. Right, well, so I can see. Hold on, uh, I can see. Even, I can. Well, I can we see where you would be coming from. I mean, but you do, you, yeah. you use social media as in how has that become a role in how we see our sexuality? You got women now that are on IG, and they I dated a girl who literally had dudes send her money just to feel that type of companionship through IG. Yeah. That's crazy. And they not even together. She didn't give a damn about him. She was dating me. And where this dude was literally DMing her going off at me because she had me in her pictures and he was upset Mm. because he was paying for her to do certain favors for him. But again, that's how it's gotten all completely messed up up and transactional. So it's it's interesting that you say that. But it's kind of our fault too. It's men's fault too because we've always the type that wants a flaunt. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got (laughs) it. Oh, I got it. We started that shit. It was our fault on the first song that people said, I will fly you out. We started that shit. It flew out after that. Right. So look, we can't complain about it because I was going to say like, we st- women have just caught up. At first, they thought like, "Oh, you know, I don't fuck with that." You had Snoop Dogg saying, "I don't love these hoes. I don't love these hoes," and women just was like, "Oh, that's so." And now they're to the point where they're like, "I don't want you to love me. Give me my money. You don't have. I don't love you either." And it didn't used to be like that. But I think it's they've a caught up. Mechanism at this they've point. Caught up. Sure. So, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. Steph. No, you're fine. Um, what I was gonna say is. Literally, the timeline of the millennial person, like if you were to pick a perfect person, right, or the the target market poster child of who is a millennial, mm-hmm. male or female, didn't grow up with social media, 
halfway through their age did Mm -hmm. now it's a part of your everyday life Mm -hmm. and i think because things have become so instantaneous things have become so glamorized right even with like you you're not showing the process of things you're more so showing the result exactly yeah i think that that is directly tied to why things are um transactional i literally was just watching um ti and tiny on his podcast Mm -hmm. called expeditiously right and she was saying that she was told by Candy's mama when they were still in Escape to marry for security and not love. And I think, I mean, Escape was what, the 90s? Yeah. I can definitely see why somebody in the position of a mother would tell them that because yeah. that was how it was. But I do think that our generation and the generations behind us truly are craving that. It's like broke or not. We just want love. Right. I really think that that's the case. I don't think it's everyone, but I think generally speaking, we because we have gotten so deep into social media and it being this fictitious, imaginative world mm-hmm. that we're now on the other side of hunger of, I really want this to be real. Mm-hmm. Well, I really think that social media has made people addicted to the fictitious I agree. love. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because people don't realize how much effort goes into love yeah. that doesn't come Which after the first two to three or four dates right. it don't come after that yeah. but that's and the, that's the that's the, the but illusion that's what people that because want. you connected right. so easy that this love is supposed to be easy. no you connected because y'all were attracted to, to each yeah, other yeah, you were lust and then somebody maybe one or the other were just saying the right things right. at the at that time yeah. right. but we all have to understand that we meet each other and because we want what you say so bad a lot of times we conform to what that other person wants because a lot of us tend to just be looking for what we're looking for we're not open to discovering something new yeah so let me let me ask you this as ladies though, right? With all of that said, right? We know like our culture is like extremely sexually driven. Mm-hmm. Part like, of everyday life. Right. So like when you meet somebody for our ladies in the building, how much of your first interaction with that person dictates like how sexual you become with that person in a short time frame? Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna be real with you, That's like a good question. after it don't even take like more than fifteen minutes of talking to that person to know if you're gonna have sex with How them so? eventually. No, not even like to go as far not as that night. having sex. Not that I night, think but more of like sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think it, especially if I meet you in person, more or less in person because on on the that's internet deep. I can't really say. That's deep. So what is what is sexual attraction to you? Well, literally, I think it's inexplicable. I think it's a vibe. I think it's a connection. I think it's an energy. Okay. It's a closeness. You know, uh, a touching, uh, a gesturing, uh, a bashfulness. I think it's those things. And it's not to say that guaranteed 100% that I will sleep with you. But I can sense that there is chemistry. And then expounding on that chemistry will then tell me, based on another interaction or more hanging out, if it will go there. But with that, I can know for sure if ain't no attraction right. and this ain't ever happening. Right. <laughs> I don't even want you to have my social media type thing. Yeah. What so, you, what you got, I think for me, I, um, so obviously initially you're attracted to somebody physically. That's the reason why you're out with them on the date with them. So, right. I mean, from that standpoint, I wouldn't even be on the date if I wasn't physically attracted. 
Um, but for me to have a sexual attraction with somebody, I think it takes conversation. It takes me feeling comfortable. It takes me being able to just like laugh and chill and be myself around somebody like and liking your face. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, and just liking your presence, like, you right? Like just feeling like I can. Years if you had a baby, right, right, or just yeah. you know, just feeling like I can just vibe around you. We right. can just you know be chill. And I think the thing that's going to attract me to you beyond that is like your attraction to me as well. So it's just kind of like a mutual thing. Yeah. So I would just say like as a, as a female, right? So how do you as ladies? How do you? How do you approach the sex situation now? I mean, I know we kind of asked a very similar situation kind of question, but like to be more, a little bit more deeper, like how do y'all really approach it? Like I, I've heard a lot of women say, I, I see a guy and I'll be on some, some dude-ish and I'm like, I just want to, you know, I want to get my rocks off and I, and I, I so, move on wait, from there wait. more. I'm I sorry, be, what are you asking? So He's I'm, asking I'm, how I'm we just approach. asking like, is, 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 sex in a relationship and if it's important if it's prevalent mm-hmm. and like how it affects the relationship whether it be in the beginning or we're talking long run here because i feel like that honestly i feel like in this society that's a big deal breaker for a lot of people sex sex or because not we, having it. Ha- not having sex it. or the lack thereof okay <laughs> okay I, yeah so Facts? um mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get into that. Okay, so um, we talked about childhood. We talked about adolescence. Correct. So with all the experience and exposure that we've had, we are now in adulthood, right? Or right. have been in adulthood where we are taking all the somewhat lessons that we've learned and now trying to make better decisions because time is more precious. Right. So we kind of yeah, develop on your question. Um, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would say... Um, hmm. How do I want to put this? Uh, I think you have to know yourself. I think you have to know what you want, what you value, and what you are willing to compromise on. And just to have a target in mind mm-hmm. when it comes to relating, because I feel like that will then inform you where sex plays a part. Mm-hmm. Because a part, I mean, with the title being celibate or not, nah, just, you know, poking fun or whatever. Um, I think that as I've become a more mature adult, that's something that I am contemplating, that I am actively trying to do because I realize that, yes, sex is important. But it is not everything. Like, as you become, as I become older, it's becoming more about the foundational things that yeah. will keep the relationship going when the storm hits. Right. But do you really believe, like, in 2019, like, like let's be honest, my trend for this, let's get focused. <laughs> do you really think that we care about that? Yeah. Like, honestly, well, so like, like, I care we, about what? Do we care about building a foundation with somebody? So I think I think it's less about it being 2019 and more about how old you are. So mm-hmm. I think for me, um, maturity, yeah. your maturity level. Mm-hmm. So I think you know I personally am thinking beyond you know just sex or sexual attraction when I'm first meeting a man or talking to him. It's just more so. 
because I'm thinking to marriage. You know, I know I want to be married one day. So I'm looking for traits that I would look for in a potential partner or somebody who I could spend the rest of my life with. So I think sex is a part of that for me. Um, you know, absolutely. You want somebody who you can have great sex with. Let's just keep it real. You know, so that's a that's a piece of it. I have a question for you, though, when you get done. Okay. Um, That's a piece of it. But like everything else, like when I think about I'm looking at a man who I know could be a good father. I'm looking at a man who I know could you know, take care of me in a sense where I can take care of myself. I have been for a very long time. However, you, you have the desire to take care of me, you know? So there are different traits that I feel like, you know, I'm looking for outside of just your ability to have sex. Anybody can have sex. It's a natural human thing. right? Right. So I, if I meet a man and I know all you're wanting to do, the initial thing is you're coming at me sexually. That's a turnoff for me. Like, because you don't know me like I could be any other woman out here and you just trying to have sex with me like you know to me this isn't going anywhere at that point because I could be anybody like you can you know we we do this and you might meet another chick tomorrow and it's the same situation so and and I do have a question for you so if you do you believe that like what you said you look for all those other qualities Mm -hmm. so but you said you also look for somebody you can have bond sex with, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you believe it can be taught? I truly because really believe that it can. Talk because what if? Because yeah, for real. The reason, and actually, there was something that you said will earlier that um, sparked this thought. Like, um, what? It was more or less when I said like, oh, so you're taking the lessons that you've learned from, and I think you mm-hmm. said sexual maturation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, I truly believe, like, you can't force chemistry, but I think sex is somewhat of a skill. Mm-hmm. I think you can learn strokes. Yeah. I think you can learn positions. I think you can build up stamina within yourself personally yeah. right. to be able to endure and learn what your partner lengths. Likes. Yeah, and, but there are some I mean? aren't there. But there are those selfish lovers out there who don't ever learn. How to actually please the other partner? And I think they that's just are in it. To I think get that's a testament to your what relationship they get out as of well, it. though. For sure, exactly. Like how but I'm saying though, but yourself. you start yeah. off like let's say you you start off a relationship with someone like that, and they've never had that experience of someone telling them like, "Hey, this is how I like it." Come through communication. I think yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't happen. I really don't think it happens as much as... I don't think that conversation happens I think people like like Didi in Dex's laboratory. Go into a laboratory. Ooh, she brought back this. I was like, whoa. (laughs) She a real one. That's a real one. Hold on. I'm I'm listening now. Didi's in here pushing all types of buttons. Ooh, what does this button do? That's exactly it. And I really think people approach sex like that. Like, mm. you just but, out there pushing all types of buttons. Yeah. Bro, that don't even A lot of women, right, that you go into a situation and you like, I'm going to do what I'm normally, I'm used to doing. And unfortunately, people put people in right. so it's, a category. It's like this. Like, yeah. let's just say this, right? Not to be too explicit, but like, let's just say, you, you, as a man, your situation, <laughs> situation. isn't is tailor-made okay. for her. Right. And sometimes you have to understand that ladies four, five, and six, they may have been on the same bandwagon with you. But ladies seven, 
it's a different it's a different type of situation. Yeah. So you might get that you might get that one bad Yelp review. Well, so the thing about it is for me, I feel like you asking honestly turns me on a lot too. Like asking, hey, how do you like you know certain things or like what do you want me to do because that makes it seem like we are actually connected you actually care about like what it is that i actually when is that appropriate honestly you can ask during you can i I think it's a little awkward during to me i don't think so because it's like during it's just kind of like you're in the moment you're in the experience like hey what do you want i think you should still have some kind of idea before it even happens conversation should be had Beforehand, um, I think people stray away from the, the fact that it is uncomfortable. And yeah, it's it a little awkward. Unorthodox because, for one, as people, we weren't talked about sex too. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. So to now talk to a partner, as much sense as it makes, it's not something that we're used to. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's not something. That but comes I think naturally. for me though, I feel like having a conversation in a way. Not to be too direct, but I feel like it's a turn on. But I think that goes back to me <laughs> saying when back when I said women that. have I'm caught up be, though, because be before it didn't used to be so easy for a woman to open up about what she liked to do. Right. That's right. attractive. It's attractive, right. but it's bold. new. It right. it, yeah, it didn't used to bold, be right? like that. Mean? I mean, shit. They used to get. Um, they used to give <laughs> little Kim a whole lot of. Yeah. Flack for how she, how open she was sexually. And now look at Cardi. No, but look at all of them. Cardi twerking on. Look at Meg Thee Stallion. Look at all of them. They have no filters now. Time has progressed. There has been a lot more leeway and a lot more acceptance of accepting your sexuality and then sharing that with the world. Facts. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So even with that, right? Um, with social media being a thing. It's almost like it's a safe space to assume what someone's like based on what you see. Based it's like, oh, like, or what they present on their page mm-hmm. or yeah. the first interaction you have with them. Like, there's almost this place of like, oh, it's safe to assume that she's wholesome. But it's just like, no, that's where communication really don't know her. comes in to know that, like, <laughs> perhaps someone likes their hair being pulled or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. But I feel like that's where we, for one, accept ourselves, and then the comfortability and confidence we have in ourselves, we now take that into the situations where we converse. Uh, <laughs> 80 to me, right? That person is 80% of what you want, but that 20% is, is built solely upon that sexual. What we mean is like that person may not be wanting to have sex, they want to wait till marriage. All the things that come with hesitation, right? right? They might be celibate. celibacy, all of that. Right. How do we approach that in, in 2019 and going on? Like, is it a deal breaker for us as a community or as a person? Or I think truly, it's, I think it's individual. I think it's one of those things where, again, you have to be self-aware mm-hmm. to know what it is that you want. And I think things will come into alignment or come into your life. And you make the decision if you align with that or if it aligns with you. I don't think celibacy is a bad thing. I don't knock anybody for wanting to explore different parts of a relationship and putting sex on the back burner. Because let's let's be real, like it does cloud judgment. Mm-hmm. You get super infatuated and things that are red flags start to look rose colored, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But let's say you put sex on the back burner and you get to build the foundation spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, where you don't run to sex as a, a default to it's solve a, a problem. I will I think say that there's a way f- 
for it to work and I don't think that anybody should be knocked for it and I think that you for yourself have to decide if that's something that you would be willing to accept and explore for yourself. I will say after my last like really serious relationship, I took like a good two to three yeah, it was like a good three year fast off of sexual relations altogether. Like in You didn't know about this, Will. <laughs> Or after the relationship, what's your, what's your lotion game was like, bro? So it was like that ain't that ain't their business. The but yes, I was okay. telling about it because here's what I because here's what I came to conclusion to. Me and that woman's relationship, what kept us together was sex. Mm. We could not communicate. We couldn't handle problems together. Mm. So a big part of me said, "Okay, look." I'm still going to date. I'm still going to meet people. But I'm going to leave that out of it and see what comes of these relationships. Mm-hmm. If you can actually get along with It them. actually helped me be able to communicate better. It helped me in my relationship with the opposite sex better mm-hmm. because I left that off the table. So that wasn't something that I was literally... That wasn't a goal for me. Right. My goal was literally just to get to know you. And you know what happened? I had so much attraction mm-hmm. from that because mm-hmm. I didn't bring sex in first. I didn't lead with it. Gotcha. So now they're like, shit, well, I mean, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they wanted to have sex. Lost, right, she's right. expecting a certain thing from Because she expected that because of what she was used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was giving her a different vibe. Yeah. So they were just like, well, damn. You know what I'm saying? Attractive. Like, it is. From a woman's perspective. Because we like attention. We right. want, we want. So, so before y'all dig deep in that, right, let's get the lady's perspective on, like, if a man approach you, let's flip the script, right? Okay. <laughs> say the man flip, let's, let's say the man approaches you and says, or you say, hey, I'm highly sexual as a woman. Mm-hmm. And he says, ah, it's not really my style. I really want, it's important to me to build this foundation. As a woman, how do you approach that? So me personally, like, I don't think I can speak for all women because I think we're all different creatures, but I think I would be okay with that. Like, I think in a relationship, I'm all right, you know, being sexual with a person. Um, However, it's not something that drives my life or me as a person. Um, So I, I think building that foundation for me is extremely important. I mean, I think we're all human beings. So, yes, you get horny sometimes. Yes, you know, all you have time. those moments. I'm kidding. All the time, <laughs> maybe. Or, or am I? Yeah. But I think I can, I can have, like, Wash a dishes. Myself, I'm like, Lord, help. You're my like, wash dishes. Man. Something about the water. 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 Something about the or I know when I get married, I'm going to be looking to get it in all the time. Because I've been single for a very long time. So I feel like at some point, sex is meant to be enjoyed. You know, so like when we're in a relationship and we're committed and I know, you know, we have that foundation together, then yes, I'm going to be like, all right, we need to get to the point where we're actually like, you know, having sex a little bit more often because I think, you know, 
I do think that it could be beneficial to a relationship. I don't think that it should fix issues or problems, but I feel like it can increase <laughs> your your sense of connectedness with some with someone because not to get b- biblical or spiritual. Can. Yeah, but it's so like the Bible basically says like and the two shall become one when you have sex with someone. So like when you think about, you know, sometimes it's scary to think about like the men that, you know, I've been with, I say in the past that technically you are connected like with that person for life because it's, it's like it's a soul tie. So it's just kind of like, you know, you I, I I take that very seriously. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I if a man says that I honestly would probably be more attracted to him because I think that, you know, means you're being intentional and you know you have you're disciplined too and you're disciplined a man that can control his sexual drive i say this all the time can control anything in his life you know because that is the strongest thing that you can experience and if you can control that like there's nothing that's gonna stop you from doing anything that's the way i feel what about me you for pg i already know first off would you try (laughs) wait what was the question I don't even she, think I answered she, the question. No, you did. You, you did. did. You did. Yeah, no, you, you answered the question. Um, so we just kind of talked about yeah, if, about if if, uh, if you was in a relationship with a man and he came to you and said, "I really want to practice, you know, celibacy or you know, all the things that." Fall or if he just said, "I want to just build this friendship first, yeah. Yeah. I build our foundation yeah. and blah blah no blah man blah." Really blah. says that. I'll say that. <laughs> nah, but you it have depends. you said that though? I have said that. Okay, so he said, said that. that. So I mean, I went on a two-three-year hiatus. No, so yes, said I have no, said, I've said that. I said it and meant it like I think okay. it's a misconception about men, especially myself, because of just my persona. But I'm a very spiritual person, like you were talking you about. You know the Lord. Oh, big facts. I'm a PK all day. Oh, oh, so you know wow. the move. Big time. Right. So, and you be wilding. All right. No, I don't be wilding. I'll be, I be, I be wilding with my mouth. Pause. Yeah. Pause That's facts. Let me ask um. you a question. Um, honestly, I would not be opposed to that. Like, that is what I want. Um, I've had my fair share of experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I feel like what really outweighs all of that is a genuine connection mm-hmm. um one where it's not just sexually driven um where we can actually agree to disagree mm-hmm. or yeah. uncover issues get to the root of things um so when sex is out of the picture i mean you really and it's not really common these days that i've experienced you really get to build a genuine friendship mm-hmm. relationship that can truly survive rocky tumultuous times of life because let's be honest i mean we're human being like we're gonna experience death we're gonna experience hopefully not too many but like financial situations right where things are not very sure mm-hmm. or perhaps you know children and it's very unpredictable so sex can wait first right. of all uh, don't touch me i've had a long day at work get off of me right like those those times are gonna happen but can you rock with me can you be my friend and I think that that's the part that, as an adult, is probably the hardest thing when right. it comes to... But you know what's the sexiest is when you don't have to say, I've had a hard day at work, get off me. When they know. Right. They automatically Man, know that something. shit. Yeah. My, brother, my brother is the type that, like, depending on the type of music I'm listening to, he can tell, like, where I'm at. 
Wow. Like, oh, but you want somebody that paid that pays that really? attention to you. Yeah. But that's well, observing and people yeah. aren't like Right, that. so attentive, observant. So attentive I think when sex so is important. off of the table, if a man were to come at me and be like, yo, I've had my fair share. Like, I've been around the block. Like, I've, I've done my thing. Granted, it's a good thing. Sex is good. Yeah. It was God-ordained. But I see that that's not the only thing that he wanted me to partake in and build up. So You know, it never has been mentioned, though. What? What I think is really important when it comes to everybody as an individual is our love languages. Mm-hmm. Have that, con- we, we have that conversation. Have that conversation. We have, have, that conversation. We have to have session. another session. Because it's different. Because yeah. so that's a, like a whole other thing that needs to be on top. But it's important when we're talking about sex and relationships because mm-hmm. the but people I, just but I think, though, talk but different I think languages. Of what we're talking about. Not to cut you off. No, you good. But I think understanding where your your partner is or the person you're trying to be serious with, I think it's a big thing in to, in like in our times today, because like even like say for instance my brother like heavy, you know, in the game. <laughs> Wait, the <laughs> celibate game, yeah, the virgin yeah. game. Goes back to what I said. Like, you know, People learn from their brothers, and guys learn differently. But he's active, right? But he made a decision when he was ready to get married. He was like, "Yo." We're going to cut that until we officially make this commitment. Mm. And I think and, and I think that goes with a lot of different things. It's like when you're in a relationship, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices in order yeah. to better yourself with your partner. It's funny you say that because um, I have the book, The Weight, Megan Good and Her Husband, yeah, right? I read that, that too. Uh, freaking amazing. It was good. First off, it's very special to me because I got my book signed by them. Oh, nice. It, but I feel like... So it's good. <laughs> it's good change. It's, 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 <laughs> it's a little bit... <laughs> I feel like, like when I get bored, and I be like, so, "Yo, mom, what you doing?" So the um, thing and is, she be like, "Yo, you should wait." I be like, "That was a song from Jesus." Like, <laughs> like ain't nobody up past in thirty again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, they said in the beginning of the book, they said this is gonna be. They had to be kind of strict with it and not provide any leeway, right. like around like, oh, well, maybe you can have sex, you know, sometimes. Like they said, they were gonna be a little bit more on the the right side of things and so i think the book was good but you have to take it with a grain of salt that like they're being extremely like stringent and strict around Mm -hmm. like no sex like and you just have to kind of and they talk about the different aspects they they appeal to the the flesh in a sense where they're relatable it's like we've had temptations so use your imagination to think of what that is of course they've been hot and bothered i mean they both look good you know what i'm saying but they made a commitment that they would not go all the way i got a question wait before you even get there right (laughs) um with celibacy i think it is a calculated risk facts and that's something that they talk about in the book in terms of you're forgoing this thing temporarily and i think that's the part that people don't consider when you're talking about celibacy Mm -hmm. it is not that sex is not good or that you can never have it ever again but it's literally forgoing it temporarily to get to know one another and i feel like if you feel that this person is worth it the work the the weight is worth it right and they talk about that so 
you know, you're more or less investing. Like, it's crazy how, especially being from the DMV, we'll invest in so many network marketing schemes. We will put 90 days in at a, at a job. Yeah. But when it comes to the matters of our heart, we won't forego something that could cloud our judgment. Right. That could and potentially a, give us a baby, an STD. You it's know a form saying? of like, self-love, too, like, and just yes. self-respect. And you're thinking about, like, what, you know, you need to pour into yourself for the future, right? And so... Like you said, it's an investment in yourself. You think about you get married to someone like say, you know, your wife's pregnant. Y'all not going to have sex for at least like a little bit or five months out not of that nine months that she's pregnant. You know, so oh, it's like you still have to, to love either. that person. Tired. <laughs> and there's, you sweet. still have to be with that person after that. And you still have to you know operate in a relationship outside of just having sex all the time and that's what i was saying like life is gonna happen you're right. yeah you're gonna do with things so you can't tell me that this this thing is just gonna be the number one thing come right. on now, like. <laughs> but you know i want to we're gonna have to come back for part two because i want to touch on pornography we're eight minutes for two hours. Right. So I don't know how we're going to do this, but I want us to end with a little bit of dating dessert where we talk about advice that we would tell our teenage self about sex. Hmm. Obviously, we've talked about the fact that we didn't really get the birds and the bees talk. Right. You know, collectively. So you pick an age of adolescence and speak to that person and hmm. we'll end there. So I'll go first. Um, I would say to my 16-year-old self, um, it was the year before I lost my virginity and I was crushing hard on the dude who took my virginity a year later, um, I would say sex will not make him want you. That's what I would tell her. Big That's facts. real. So Big facts. focus on getting into the school that you want to get into. Mm-hmm. And stay focused on your goals and ambitions and know that you don't have to sacrifice anything about yourself to gain anything. Mm. That's what I would say. That's real. Keep it nice and concise. Yeah. Um, so what I would say to my teenage self, um, 16, that was also before I lost my virginity. Um, I would say sex comes easy. It can come easy, mm-hmm. right? And there are so many other things that don't come as easy as sex can. So to your point, focus on getting into that school. Focus on like yourself, your dreams, your ambitions, because I mean, all of that stuff, those are things that you really have to work for. Uh, relationship is what you have to work for. Sex is not necessarily, you know, what you should make the focal point of, you know, your 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 life, your focus, and everything that you're you're doing going into college, and so I would probably tell myself that. Nice. Yeah. She would appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Will. I think for me, it would just be like, wait, you know. Um, okay, now. Yeah, no real talk. Do you need to buy my book? Hey, not ready yet, or what? No, I just think it's just wait because I feel okay. like a lot of what we do is peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, again, what we talked about earlier is at- it's atmospheric. Gotcha. So it's like, you know, if we didn't have that, Mr. we wouldn't be talking that. Right. We wouldn't be having that conversation. And like a lot of times, I think you could see relationships develop into more healthier situations. You know, if we weren't jumping out the gate so early. So I would say wait. 
get a really a, a strong opportunity to know that person versus letting it be the first opportunity to go all the way yeah. right. to anybody else. But really just, you know, like building a relationship or a bond with that person first. Right. And really seeing if that's what the direction you want to go in. Because, again, we talked about soul ties, and that's real. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot, that girl like eating fried chicken, and you realize all of a sudden you like eating fried chicken. You know <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's real. Right, right. Yeah. I get you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And but that's it, on a lighter scale of things. And that, and that's, right. that, yeah, that's very simplistic in, right. in, in, in the thought process, surface level. But it's like, you know, for people who have those type of families that get into the spiritual side of things, it's, it's, it's strong. It's real. So, right. wait, figure out what you really want to do. See if that's something that you really want to do with the person you want to do it with. Right. Like, know yourself. Like, I mean, yeah, you're not going to stop it from happening, but have a bond with that person. Be attracted to that person. Because, yeah. again, man, listen, I had a coworker <laughs> her first time. She had triplets. Oh, my gosh. With a dude she didn't like. Whoa. So, you never know. Like, you never know what what the higher power right. has yeah. position for your life. I get you. So it's just be ready. You know, yeah. make sure you're making the right decision. And wait. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. Um, for me, I would just tell my earlier self that it's not love. Sex is doesn't necessarily guarantee love. Mm. Like it's natural, so don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad that you want to do it but at the same time like realize that sex can happen in a minute right same thing simple but love Come takes easy. love yeah. takes years okay. you know what i'm saying takes <laughs> that's crazy yeah. i mean so it can i mean it can it, it can happen so quick and when i say a minute i mean like you could meet somebody that night and y'all be drunk enough to end up having sex but yeah. Don't say yourself. That don't mean in the morning y'all can look at each other and like, yo, I really don't fuck with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It can it's 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 topical. So dig deep. Yeah. That's what I would have told my younger self was to just agree. dig deeper. You know. Man, so. I appreciate y'all. To the queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> what you got? Uh, this was amazing. Uh, I really think we just scratched the surface, to be honest I would with agree. you. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we're literally at two hours right now. I told you. Literally before, right now. I told you before we started, I said, this conversation is going to get deeper. And it it's going to have so many it levels. Yeah. And I'm here for the, the, you know, part two, part three, however long it takes to yeah. really talk about this thing. Because mm-hmm. um, it's important. Mm-hmm. And I think it with is. it being such a driving force in our society generation, I think it's something that we ought to talk about. So... I'm excited about where this is going to go. So um, we'll end here for now. (laughs) And um, again, I just want to thank y'all for being here with me. Thank you for having us. Opening your home up to us. Of course. To the ladies in the building, much respect. Like they are true examples of black excellence and queens in this this thing we got. Thank you. In our culture. Like no real talk, man, because it's. It's not very very many women you can find that come into the building and have these conversations and be open. So I mean, it's much kudos before anybody else. I mean, you gotta give it up to them. So thank you. So it's it's, it's all about y'all. Appreciate that. We appreciate that. Appreciate sure. that. And I would honestly say through the conversation that you guys said things that I didn't think guys would say. So thank you for being transparent. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being real. 
thank you for um, coming and just mm-hmm. like sharing a piece of your heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's appreciated. Yeah, most um, definitely. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. Um, I appreciate you guys for just your support and sharing and reposting and just like feeding me with such positive energy. It does go a long way, whether you think it does or not. So if um, you want to share this, let your people know that they can um, find this podcast, um, one, on IG at datingcoded underscore podcast, or on any streaming service where you listen to music, anywhere you can listen to to podcasts. So um, you can catch us every Wednesday. And again, keep up with us on IG. If you have any questions, hit us up in the DM. Keep it classy. You already know what the vibes is over here. And... Everybody that's listening, wherever you find yourself on the dating spectrum, just know that you are right where you're supposed to be. Thank you for listening. Appreciate my guest tonight. And you all have a blessed day. And take care of yourself until next time. Bye. Bye. Peace. That deserves some snaps.